They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. Hush your mouth. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at WNTW 820 The Answer. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Now, no more water, you guys. Please. A child arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for I knew it And as he grew, he'd say I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when But we'll get together then You know we'll have a good time then Welcome to the program, Virginia, your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And folks, I know you're used to me coming after we waterboard that terrorist every week, and and, uh, and it works every week. He gives up the information. Who is this hatchet man, and where can we find him? And uh, we normally come out with uh, who let the big dogs out. And, uh, hey, the big dog is out. But we have a very, very special Father's Day edition of the Really Real Deal lined up for you today. And uh, I remember that song, and uh, I I love that song, Cats in the Cradle uh, by Harry Chapin. That song really tells a very, very bittersweet story. And uh, we're going to play a little more of it a little later on. But, you know, I just want to share with you folks the uh, the program we have lined up. We have uh, Dr. Meg Meeker uh, will be on with us in a very, very few minutes. Uh, right after our first break, we'll have her on. She's written a really beautiful book, Hero, Being the Strong Father Your Children Need. We're looking very much forward to our conversation with her in our second hour, we're going to have uh, E.Z. Zwayne, who is the uh, producer of a, a Bible-based uh, game show. It's like a spelling bee. They have these little kids, but rather than spell words, they, they quote Bible verses. And, uh, wow, you know, it'd be, I like to have five or six of them lined up and see who can give me some Bible verses on fathers, uh, which we might share a few of those with you today. Uh, being that it is uh, a day before uh, Father's Day, and we, um, but before I get on, uh, Asher uh, and we, we have we have our general manager Asher working the board today uh, in in Sarah's place, and we want to welcome Asher and thank him. and uh, And if you're listening, Sarah, we thank you for all that you do. But uh, yeah, play a little bit more of uh, of that song, please. Ball, Dad, come on, let's play. Can you teach me the 
row I said, not today, I got a lot to do He said, that's okay And then he walked away, but his smile never did It said, I'm gonna be like him, yeah You know I'm gonna be like him And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon The little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, dad, I don't know when We'll get together then Just the other day So much like a man I just had to say Son, I'm proud of you Didn't you sit for a while? He shook his head And he said with a smile What I'd really like, Dad Is the bar of the car keys See you later Can I have them, please? And the cats in the cradle And the silver spoon Little boy blue And the man on the moon When you're coming home, son I don't know when But we'll get together then Jobs are hassle and the kids are the flu But it's your nice talking to you, Dad It's been your nice talking to you And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me He'd grown up just like me My boy was just like me And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon and, and folks, that that is a bittersweet song and story that is played out so often and uh but here on on this day before father's day we we really we want to honor fathers but you know this is a program we we deal in uh in truth and uh, after our guests we're going to open the phone lines up and uh hopefully we will get a few calls in you can give uh shout outs and kudos to your fathers your father figures your your grandfathers uncles older brothers friends uh you know if you're like me you know those of us who who say those of us who are like me who were not blessed to have a, a father in the home god bless me to go out and find fathers father figures and they're all around us folks and uh many people have had to do that and uh and I'm going to tell you the truth, folks. I don't know who was adopting who. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it was me adopting them or them adopting me. But, um, you know, I didn't have the father, but I'm telling you, my cup truly runneth over. I had quite a few, really. You know, my grandfather, he's gone on to be with the Lord. I've had my football coach, Silas Musgrove. Great man, strong man, godly man. I've had my first political mentor, Mr. Rayford Harris. I hope he's listening. Again, godly man, strong man, good man. I had 
my very good friend and mentor, Dr. William Burcham. He's out in Kansas City now. Met him when I was living in Albuquerque, New Mexico, when I went out there to meet, fall in love with, and marry Mrs. Hatchett, okay? <laughs> and then, and of course, her dad, he's now my dad. And for the first time in my life, I got to call somebody dad. My cup truly runneth over. We're going to take a quick break. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, folks, we have a really real deal guest for you today. Uh, as promised, we have Dr. Meg uh, Meeker. Uh, she's a pediatrician, and uh, she's, she specializes in adolescent medicine and counseling, She's a wife, a parent, uh, and her, 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 her resume is so long, folks. Uh, she's a fellow of the American Academy of Pediatrics, serves on the advisory board of the Medical Institute. She's an associate professor of medicine at Michigan State University, a uh, popular speaker. She actually works with the NFL players in their fatherhood initiative. And Dr. Meeker has actually given a speech to the United Nations on family issues. 
And uh, Dr. Meeker, I want to say welcome to the program, first of all, and thank you so much for this wonderful book you've written, Hero, Being the Strong Father Your Children Need. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, it's uh, this is one of my favorite holidays. We always, every holiday, we try to do something special on the program, and... Um, this is, uh, you know, this is really great, and, and you've written quite a few books over the years. Yes, I have. Actually, Hero is my seventh book, and I think it's my favorite book. Um, you know, ten years ago I wrote a book that became quite popular called Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, and I was curious why it was so popular, and so I started to look into it, and I, and I, I was getting a lot of mail from men around the country saying, Thank you for saying something nice about us. Mm. And I thought, that's really sad, you know, <laughs> that, that fathers feel that they never get encouragement, they're never praised, um, and, and if you look at how the media really treats dads, sitcoms and movies, they really put oh, them down wow. and make them the butt of jokes, and I thought, that's not okay. So yeah. I really wanted to write a book that shows every father out there, and I mean every father out there, that the child, his son or daughter, wants him to be their hero, mm -hmm. and he can do it, and it's very different from what he thinks being a hero is all about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, culturally, uh, in the entertainment arena, we've gone from father knows best, literally, to, to Crisley knows best, who was this yes. metrosexual man, uh, and his claim to fame is he has a big bank account, but... And Fathers Knows Best and The Courtship of Eddie's Father and mm. Leave It to Be Ward Cleaver. The, these men had a wealth that you can't go to the bank and get. Exactly. You know? and, and yeah, it, Oh, I, I completely know. And here's the beautiful thing about fathers, and that is as far as their children concerned, money doesn't matter. The size of your house doesn't matter. How many cars you drive doesn't matter. The job you do doesn't matter. What matters to kids and, and, and feeling that their dads are great is that that dad engages them, he mm -hmm. likes their company, he loves them like crazy, and he's going to do the best job he can to keep them safe from the world around them and from themselves. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. And, and, and fathers need to know that. You know, we're... we're, we're when we encourage dads, we're taking them down the wrong track. You know, we're, we're sort of telling them, well, in order to be a really good dad, you need to be a great communicator, or you need to uh, be like you know, a earn woman. more money, or you need to take your kids on great <laughs> vacations. That has nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and a lot of it is a feminization of our culture, too. Now, yes. the, um, the, uh, the, the song that you heard the tip end of when we came when we came back from break and brought you on prior to you coming on i played that entire song we we started out with the with the with the hook and uh i did, I did an intro then we played the rest of the song cats in the cradle by harry chapin yeah and yeah, I, and, yeah. I, and i know you know that song yes indeed and yeah it's yeah. a bitter it is a bitter and i remember that song it was one of my favorites growing up i was a weird kid <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Yeah, everyone else was doing the you know boogaloo music, and I I like that type of music. I was yeah. really weird. Okay, anyone that knows me, that knew me growing up, they will tell you, yep, that that boy was something wrong with him. <laughs> but but this but, song but, tells a story of a heartbroken man who yeah. he was trying to earn a living and he didn't spend enough time with his son and now exactly. that his son has grown his son won't spend time with him yeah yep S- speak and to it's that very painful and it and, and it's so simple all the boy in the song is asking for it and i think that's what is so simple but so heart-wrenching about that song is that all he wanted was his dad's time mm-hmm. he didn't need his dad to entertain him to buy him things to take him on vacation, to have the right conversation. He just wanted his dad to say, hey, I'm going to go do some errands. Hop in the car with me. Or, you know, let's go mow the lawn together. Or let's go cut a tree down together. Or, hey, let's go out in the backyard and kick a soccer ball or toss a football around. That's it. I had that with my grandfather. He taught me, uh, I mean, all kinds of things. And I, I, I just loved it. You know, all my summers yep. I get to got to spend right out here in Charles City County, Virginia, and uh, yep. you know that that's that's you're right. That's all a boy wants is is time. Yeah. yeah, and and that's where their their sense of significance, their sense of value comes from. And parents today think think that a child's value comes from being able to do well at a lot of things, and that's why we've got parents running their kids all over Kingdom Come to get them into all these different sports and arts and things like this. Um, but it doesn't work because what really shapes a child's value, okay, what really shapes a child's vid- value <clears throat> is communication from the father, not necessarily the mother, communication from the father that he or she is valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, and that they're loved because they are. You know, Sons need something very different from their fathers than daughters do. And Mm -hmm. one of the critical things that sons need from their fathers, and we see what happens when they don't get it, is the stamp of approval, if you will. It's the blessing. Am I a man? Yes. I am your father. I see you as my son. You are extraordinary because you're my son. You will succeed. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's, it's not you will succeed at this or you won't succeed at that. It's you are my son, and I love you. Be- Isn't that what God tells us? Yeah. You are my beloved, mm-hmm. and that's what makes us feel valued. It's the exact same thing with sons when they get that from their father. And daughters feel their value come there, too. But particularly for a son, a boy who doesn't have that stamp of approval from his father um, is a lost child, and that's why yeah. we see so and many he has kids to get it somewhere. Now, yes. Uh, yes, now it is you. Interesting, you mentioned God, and it's the 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 God that we don't see. I mean, Jesus even has a had a saying that how can you love God whom you have never seen and not love your brother whom you see every day? Yes. So we. You know, and the father is the stand-in for God before a child understands God. He understands and looks up to the father. And the five Ps, you know, in sports they say proper preparation prevents poor performance in, in sports and in business, the five Ps. But there's another five Ps 
that a father should be prophet, priest, pastor, protector, and provider. And, and quite often we want to be the provider and in many instances the protector, but what about prophet, priest, and pastor? Uh, and, yeah. and you have a chapter on moral leadership in your book. I do. Yeah, so make the connection there of, of how a, a father, and even as imperfect as we are, we, we have to do this, at, you know, w- without an overabundance of humility and thinking that we're not good enough. Absolutely. Think about this. <clears throat> if a father looks to God or Jesus and says, okay, you know, how do you want me to live? What do you want me to do? What we do is we see ourselves as a child of God, and then we picture in our mind through reading scriptures how Jesus acted, how he behaved. Jesus never said, pointed the finger and said, try that, try that, try that. He said, follow me. Mm -hmm. Do what I do. So he said the very best way to teach somebody is to walk in front of them and lead them. And that's what leaders do. Now, when a father leads a child, which all dads do, the question is, where are you leading your child? (laughs) Are you leading your child into a life of destruction and selfishness and misery? Or are you leading your child into a life of health and love and goodness? Because children watch their fathers. They watch every single thing their fathers do, everything they say, every expression on their face. Um, They know their dads like crazy, and they imitate their dads. And they also look to their dad for clues about what he thinks and believes about them, and then that's who they become. So if dad communicates you're strong, you're capable, you're lovable, that's who the child grows up and believes himself to be. But children are incredible imitators. And they don't want to imitate just anybody. They sort of imitate their mother, but they don't imitate their mother to the same degree because she, um, she, she plays a very different role. But they do imitate their fathers for good or for bad, and that's, a, that's, a, that's an overwhelmingly joyful revelation or a terrifying one. Yeah. But, it, but it's a reality. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're coming up on a hard break here at the bottom of the hour. Would you mind holding over for a few more minutes on the other side of the break? I would love to. Oh, great, great. Thank you so much. And if you're just joining us, folks, this is, of course, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, and we have Dr. Meg Meeker with us, and she is author of the book Hero, as we do our very, very special Father's Day program. We will see you on the other side of the break, Richmond.
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program on a very, very special uh, pre-Father's Day program here. Our, our guest, Dr. Meg Meeker, author of the book Hero, is still with us. And uh, we thank you out there for being with us as well. And, uh, and Dr. Meeker... You know, the the Bible has an awful lot to say. Uh, I'm telling you, I downloaded so many Bible verses on fathers. I mean, one site had 71 verses, okay, the respons- yeah. res- responsibilities of fathers. And I have others that have like 28. Uh, I mean, it's, it's too many to, to, to cite them all, but you have— yeah. You know, one of, the, one of the big things with the feminization of our culture— is is discipline okay and and so i mean the, the verse is about compassion and love you know our, our society tends to want to gravitate to that half of god's word what, what we call the half gospel but the, yes. the discipline you know proverbs thirteen twenty four: he who withholds his rod hates his son but he who right. loves him disciplines him diligently and i've got five or six just like that but you know you get the point now we have and i don't mean to pick on muhammad ali okay great great fighter but he allowed his daughter he gave his daughter his stamp of approval to become a boxer now boxing is hard enough on men but in 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 you know and since she became a boxer. This thing is so prevalent now with women, and I find it appalling. I can't even I can't even bear to watch two women pounding on each other. And you know, yeah. What what I, what I, is I agree it? with you. What? I agree with you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I agree with you. I think that um, I I was always opposed early on when they began um, allowing women into the military, even way back. Uh, because particularly mothers, I think that um, it, it isn't right for, uh, you know, women to put, if they have children, yes. um, to put themselves before their children, because, you know, going over and fighting a war and risking your death and leaving your child, um, you know, without a mom has, has never sat well with me. Uh, and, of course, that was a long time ago. So that was, I think, long before Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, encouraged his daughter to go into boxing. Yeah. But I agree. I mean, to me, it is absolutely, there are things, sports, uh, that that are, are left best to men and left best to women, right, in my right. opinion. Yeah, I um, love but, ice skating, <laughs> okay? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'd rather see a woman do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, I'm old-fashioned, granted. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, yeah. But, but I think, you know, and I, but I think as, as, you know, speaking as a pediatrician and talking about parenting issues, um, I think that it's critically important to understand that when it comes to having a mother and when it comes to having a father, there are very big differences between mothers and fathers, and that's a good thing. And there yeah. are different needs that children have that need to be met by mothers and yeah. by fathers. And that yeah. is a message that is not well accepted, yeah. not because it's not true, but because people don't like it. Yeah, um, it's tough you know, sometimes and, 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 to say no. 
And right. so and where do where do we find where do we find the strength? Men who who I mean, I don't find any problem finding the strength to say no, but there are there are many people that would rather have the applause of the crowd and the uh, the temporary approval of their children. There's even a Bible verse that you know if you don't uh, do the, if you if you allow your child to 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 get away with everything, that child will bring you grief. They will. Oh yeah. yeah. And we see it, and it doesn't take very long for that child to bring them grief. Here's what I try to talk about in my books, and it is this. The reason children need discipline and they need strong boundaries is that, that so that they can learn to live a disciplined life, so they can become self-disciplined. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's going to succeed in anything, relationships, work, um, a, a sport, an art, anything, if you want to be successful at anything, you have to be a disciplined person. And the only way a person learns how to be disciplined is for have that, to have that discipline imposed upon them first. Because kids don't naturally run around and go, oh, I'm not going to do that, and I'm not going to do that, and I'm not going to. They don't. They self-destruct if they're left to their own devices. Mm-hmm. So good parenting is about recognizing this is a real hard thing for me to do, but I need to keep my kids in line to show them what it looks like to live with rules and abide by those rules so that when they get older, they can impose rules on themselves and have a really, really great life. Parents don't want to do that because they want to, they're afraid they're going to drive their kids away from them. Um, They're afraid they're going to uh, do something that's going to make their kids uncomfortable, alienate them from their friends, and so and and parents are taught that. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of parenting, uh, a popular parenting uh, advisors will say, "Oh, no, 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 no." You know, be compassionate, yeah. listen to your children, let them do what they want. But the problem Pop is psychology from people who've it, never had children, and it doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't raise happy children. Children yeah. end up being miserable in the end. And we see this all around us. I mean, it really, you know, will take kids down. So fathers, you know, my appeal to fathers now on this Father's Day is you are so important in your child's life. No matter where you are, where you live, whether you're with your child in the home or whether you're not, and I recognize that a lot of dads are not in the home, but fathers need to know every child aches to have more of their dad. They ache to have a reconciliation of the relationship. They long for more time and attention with their father. And that longing never, ever goes away. You and I know adult men who are still working very hard in their jobs trying to prove to dad they made it, even if dad isn't around. The, yeah. the, the drive to stay connected and to feel loved by your father is so primal. It's so primal, it drives a lot of adult behavior, and fathers need to understand this and quit drinking the Kool-Aid around them that's saying, oh, who needs you, who needs you, and say, they need me, I'm going to do this. Yeah, and you have some beautiful stories in your book. Uh, Lori, who she says, you know, I just picked on Dad, you know, and just wanted to, just wants to push, push, push to see if I can push him away. If I can't push him away, that means he loves me. And, yes. 
you know, and the story. And, you- and one of the, the one of the biggest mistakes that dads make is if 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 their child starts to act out and act awful and is a horrible to be around, they go, "Okay, my child doesn't like me. I'm going to mm-hmm. go away." No, 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 no. That child's behavior has nothing to do with you. That child is saying, "Dad." Do, will you love me even if I act this way? Will you love? And they're testing their fathers. Mm-hmm. And so a father will look, look, you can behave any way you want. I'm never going to go away. And once a child really starts to see dad's not going anywhere, guess what they do? Mm-hmm. They start behaving and you because know, they relax. And, they don't and, need to get his attention. I see it over and over and over. And see, and that's straight out of the, lo- the Word of God. Uh, yes. First Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy. And the end of that, that's a very, very well-known verse. But the end of it is this is a father, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. <laughs> and, yes. uh, you know, For, it, it, for his children. Yes, yeah. he does. He yeah. endures his children. Thank you. That's a, that's a beautiful <laughs> reading of that scripture. Yeah, somebody had to endure me. <laughs> <laughs> somebody had to endure me. Yeah, yeah. But listen, it's been it's been really delightful uh, having you. And as a matter of fact, I think I read your book years ago that the other one, I recognized the title. Strong Father, Strong Daughters. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. quite popular, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And my my whole goal, if you will allow me just oh, to say at the end here with, with this book, uh, I two goals. I hope to begin a national dialogue about the critical importance of fathers so that we quit blaming them, shaming them, and criticizing them and throwing them away. And I also would love to rebrand the word hero so that in 10 years when someone says the word hero, they think dad, mm-hmm. not the NBA. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I found one thing I found interesting, um, because whenever a guy scores a uh, touchdown or hits the big three-point shot and and they interview him, he always says, hi, mom, never, never, hi, dad. But you, you, you have worked with NFL players, and you talk in your book about uh, a player that his father is absent but yes. he's looking in the stands. He's scanning yeah. the stands to see, yeah. did my dad show up and see yeah. me do that? Even That's after he powerful. hadn't seen his dad in decades. Yeah. That's the longing in every son's heart to seek his father's approval. It is so deep. Yeah. These men, big, strong, brawny, elite athletes, Three times my size will be, be reduced to tears in 10 seconds if you begin talking about their dads and where they are and why they aren't there. Yeah, yeah. And you can do it out there, fathers. Prophet, priest, pastor, protector, provider. And uh, yeah. Dr. Uh, Meeker, it's just really been a, a true pleasure, and uh, we wish you much success with this book. Would you please let our audience know how they can reach out to you, how they can get a copy of this book. You bet. My website is megmeekermd.com, and I would ask your audience for prayers. This is a very important mission um, that we get our, we encourage our fathers, and we get them back into the rightful place in homes. Amen to that. And uh, I, I just, that that's, that's really, really needed. And uh, 
And again, you, you, you look at the word of God, uh, Malachi, he will turn yeah. the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So it's, yeah. it's really important, folks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And think about this. After he said that, then he went silent for two or three hundred years, because that's at the very end of the Old Testament, You're very, right? Yep, that's the last thing in the Old Testament, and you go so into I, mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I were, were going to go silent for two or three hundred years, you can bet the last thing I'd say before I did <laughs> so would be pretty important. Yes, 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 yes. You know your Bible. I mean, and look, in the, in the next hour, we have a guy coming on with a Bible game show and uh, with little little kids reciting Bible verses. So I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> God bless you, Dr. Meeker. God bless you. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye now. Well, all right, Virginia, that was uh, Dr. Meg Meeker. The book is Hero. Being the strong father your children need uh, as we celebrate Father's Day coming up tomorrow. We're going to take our quarter to the hour break and we will be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Right, you tell them, James Brown. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Yeah, let it play a little bit. Uh, yeah, let it play a little bit. And uh, as we celebrate Father's Day, and James Brown is telling you about all the things that that men do, uh, i.e., fathers. And uh, we're going to open the phone lines up, 804-454-1366, uh, our final uh, 15 minutes of the first hour here. And um, 
we we have uh, a lot on the agenda to talk about politically, of course. And uh, I know someone out there read the uh, article that I wrote a few days before the election. And of course, uh, that's big in the news here. Uh, the, the Republicans and the Democrats are set to face off in November. And uh, the uh, I got a lot of really, really interesting feedback on the article. The uh, You can find the article at the Virginia Free Citizen. And uh, as a matter of fact, I, uh, if you go, if you pull it up and if you go to the First Amendment tab, uh, that's basically my tab there. I'm, I'm president of the First Amendment, Inc., and believe me, I use it, okay? <laughs> uh, one of my taglines is, freedom is a use it or lose it proposition. And I don't know about you folks, but I'm not losing mine. I use every ounce of it. There's six clauses in the First Amendment. I use all six of them, okay? But um, there is, uh, it, at the First Amendment tab, there is an archive of not all of the articles I've written, but I think there may be five or six articles that I've written over the years. The articles that I've written for the Virginia Free Citizen and um, Right Side News, those articles are, are there. But this one, Virginia at a Crossroads, The Common Man or Elites, Onions or Blueberries. Okay, and you all been hearing me for years talking about being an onion toter. Okay, and uh, but look, the uh, Ed Gillespie won. Uh, congratulations to Ed. Uh, you know, my guy Corey Stewart uh, couldn't quite pull it out. You know, of course, the pundits who said that, uh, and I'm telling you folks, I listened on election night. As a matter of fact, I was listening to this very station on election night as the returns were beginning to come in and uh, and the so-called experts were saying that uh, Corey Stewart was not even going to break double figures, okay, that Ed Gillespie was going to wipe the floor with him. They also said that the, uh, the, uh, the Dr. Northam and Tom Periello race was a toss-up. They were wrong on both counts, okay, uh, Northam and Periello was not close. And Gillespie and Stewart, just uh, 1.5%. I mean, Ed Gillespie had all the money, all the endorsements, and just barely got by. So there is a very, very huge, huge contingent of uh, voters here in Virginia uh, that are just like the voters all across the country. Uh, you know, they're basically Trump voters. Okay, and uh, they want the swamp to be drained, whether it's in Richmond or whether it's in D.C. or whether it's in state capitals all over the country. They want the swamp monsters to go. And these are people that are not uh, they're they're not happy right now. And and, and folks, I get that. And uh, we have uh, several months to go uh, for the pain of uh, what occurred in this election to, to heal and to to whatever degree we can come together, uh, I would suggest that we do that, okay, and, and come together because uh, there are only two elections uh, in these off years that follow a presidential election. There are only two in the country, and that's Virginia and New Jersey. And so what happens is that the entire nation 
gets the focus because you don't have, a, you know, an election all over the country. It's just two. Okay, so there'll be a whole lot of focus. There'll be a whole lot of uh, out of state money. There'll be a lot of interest. And then if if the uh, Democrat wins, then that is going to be uh, hype, hyped to say, oh, uh, Trump has no coattails. It's the end of Trump. Uh, you know, Trump can't even get uh, a governor elected in Virginia. And, you know, we, we can just look for all of that, folks. And I'm telling you, the Democrats are doing what they always do. They're bringing their A game, folks, and their A game is ugly. It's 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 not it's not pretty. It's it's ugly. It's uh and and you see we had an assassination attempt, and this is uh this is this is how the Democrats get down, okay? And and I'm not talking about you out there, Ma and Pa Democrat, but you have to admit if you were to be honest with yourselves and look at history, or if you were to listen to uh, and, and, and listen, read, and watch outlets uh, other than the mainstream media, you could get some true history. But the true history of the, the violence in this nation is pretty much far left-wingers, uh, i.e. Democrats. And you've been hearing me say it for years and years and years, and I, I'm going to repeat it again here. Uh, on our side of the political divide, we have what I have been calling for years the Christian Conservative Constitutional Capitalistic Coalition, the five C's. And we are literally locked in a civil war. This is literally a battle for the survival of the Christian Western tradition. The Judeo-Christian ethic is at stake. The, the, the group we're fighting is what I call the coalition of evil. And this is, again, this is leadership now. And for those of you who vote in the, in, in, the, in the voting block of the coalition of evil, the word of God says that there would come a day when even the elect would be deceived. Even the elect would be deceived. And I, I submit to you, Virginia, that we are in such a day when there are many, many people that have been deceived because the Democrat Party says they are the party of compassion, they are the party that cares, and that the uh, conservatives, the Christians, that we hate everyone. And, and, and this, is, this is their playbook, and there's no reason for them to abandon that playbook. Well, for one thing, it's the only playbook they have. They can't say, hasn't socialism brought uh, good things to the planet. Hasn't communism brought good things to the planet? They can't say that, okay? They can't say, well, look at all these major cities in America that have had Democrat mayors for 60, 70, and 80 years. In the case of Baltimore, 100 years. We've had power so long without Republicans uh, interrupting our reign. And don't we have nirvana? No, you do not have nirvana. You have hell on earth. Okay, you have in all these cities where the Democrats run everything and that you the Republicans have zero power. The murder rate is off the hook. The out-of-wedlock birth, out birth rate is off the hook. The crime rate is off the hook. The educational attainment rate is very low. 
the 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 uh, poverty rate is very high. I mean, you just look around the country, okay? And uh, th- this is this is an actual fact, folks. And this is not the hatchet man on a rant hyperbolizing. This is a fact, folks. And so when you see an assassination attempt in Washington D.C. and it is a Bernie Sanders supporter then what that is, folks, is that's just par for the course. And, of course, you can always depend on the Boy Scout Republicans to uh, to really let the Democrats off the hook, okay? And you had the Boy Scout um, Speaker of the House saying this was an attack on all of us, okay? And so you have this kumbaya moment. Now, simultaneously, while the Republicans are letting the Democrats off the hook and saying that the man was, he was shooting congressmen. He wasn't shooting Republicans. Now, the man himself, now, the shooter himself, he asked one of the congressmen a question. Is this the Republican practice squad for this baseball game, or is this the Democrat practice squad? The man said, oh, these are the Republicans. And the man had in his pocket a list of Republican congressmen that he wanted to kill. But yet and still the FBI can't find a motive. They can't find a motive, okay? And the Republicans, oh, they're attacking congressmen. No, sir, they are attacking Republicans, just like they did after the Civil War when 1,300 white Republicans were lynched and 3,600 black Republicans were lynched by the Ku Klux Klan, the military wing of the Democrat Party. And we're going to let that be the last word for this hour. We're going to get into this a little more after the break, folks. 804-454-1366. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, we want to say thank you to all you out there that are joining us today. And, uh, hey, let your friends know. And, uh, you know, be a be a regular listener here and 
Uh, you might even want to become a contributor to the First Amendment, Inc. Uh, that'll be greatly appreciated. You'd help keep us on the air here. Uh, it's a special Father's Day uh, weekend, Father's Day being tomorrow. Uh, we just If you're just joining us, folks, you missed a fantastic interview with uh, Dr. Uh, Meg Meeker. But uh, have no fear, we have another fantastic guest uh, coming up uh, in about 50, well, actually coming up in about 10 minutes. And so we do have time to take a phone call or two, 804-454-1366 is the number. Special Father's Day, we'd like to give a Father's Day shout out. That would be absolutely fantastic. 804-454-1366. 804 454 and, and, and again, uh, a lot to talk about uh, in the news. Uh, we love doing our Father's Day uh, event here, but I am a news analyst, and uh, I usually get it right. Uh, not, not to brag, but, hey, if I don't toot my horn, folks, who? <laughs> who is going to toot it for me, okay? But, um, you know, the, uh, the, the news is uh, – and and look, listen, folks. I'm I'm not one of these uh, uh, radio uh, talk program hosts who gets on uh, one subject and then won't let it go for a whole hour. Okay, I you know I I I can't I couldn't take myself if I did that. I know you out there couldn't take me, but um, we have. I do want to um, point you back to the article I wrote. Okay, Virginia at a crossroads. Uh, that 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 there was a a generational aspect to that article. How many of you realize that the last six governors of the state of Virginia in a row have been baby boomers? Three Republicans and three Democrats. Okay, and you know, four years ago we had Generation X guy uh, Ken Cuccinelli, young, energetic. Uh, hardcore, and the baby boomers and the uh, the silent generation. You know what I call the grand old. Uh, the oh, we have we have Stanley on. We I'm, I'm going to hold that thought, and we're going to say hi to Stanley. And uh, hi, Stanley, how are you? Well, I'm I'm I tell you, I just I'm I'm, I'm really feel uh, I feel hurt. I, I was. I was in a Bible study the other day, and I was sitting at a place that I, that I have a Bible study at Bar, Barnes and Noble, and there was a guy that I have a lot of, uh, I like him, I admire him, and, uh, but um, we were talking, and all of a sudden, I just, uh, you know, he asked me about, oh, I like those scriptures, can I write them down? He did. And then we started talking to him, and he said, you know, and he started telling me all the things about, uh, you know, uh, he, I, somehow the, the politics got brought up, and he started talking about you know, the president saying what he was a, a liar, no good, and all this. And I said, well, let me point this out. And I told him about the money that was sent over in the Middle East in the middle of the night on the pallet. And I told him about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I was in the Marine Corps, I said, there's something we don't do is we don't leave our living and we don't leave our dead. Mm-hmm. And I said, the, you know, I started telling him, you know, uh, you know, you know, but he brought it up. And, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. But where I'm going with this is, you know, I wish that, Brother Craig, I wish that somehow that I, I've never seen, it's like this, this thing with people that got shot. I've never seen so much hate, uh, you know, and, and so much discontent. He says, well, I didn't know you felt like that. And, uh, 
And I said, well, i got to be honest with you. I just kept my mouth shut during the, the but, elections, and I said everybody yeah. thought that. You, you know, know, Stanley, there's there this this hate has been around a long time, brother. I, I'm going to tell you this uh, Hodgkinson guy who was uh, this was an assassination attempt. And had it not been for someone with a gun, you know, Terry McAuliffe, you know, the biggest criminal governor in the nation, uh, immediately went after uh, trying to take trying to blame it on the gun. But it's the ideology, what I call the coalition of evil. And these people, they, they, they not only hate Donald Trump, they hate anyone that believes your rights, Stanley, and my rights are a gift from God. That, that's, that's, that's the dividing line. I've been saying it for years. The dividing line is not uh, rich, poor, black, white, uh, you know, blue collar, white collar, the div- or, or even Republican, Democrat. The dividing line is... When I was born, a baby in my mother's womb, and you, Stanley, when you were born, when you were a baby in your mother's womb, did God Almighty already give you your rights and your freedom? Or did you have to be born and grow up and start voting, and then, you know, George Bush gives you your rights, or Barack Obama gives you your rights, or Donald Trump gives you your rights, okay? That's the dividing line. And this is why they hate Trump, because Trump has affirmed that when we are in the womb, we have our rights. And Trump has affirmed that we have the right to do business and not have the government take over, uh, for example, the way we do business with one another in the medical field. All right. The Democrats want all doctors to be government employees, and it will be illegal for a doctor to practice outside of government, i.e. single payer. And this is why they, they hate him. They, they make a lot of money off of this false notion that they care more about me than I care about me. They care more about my children than I care about my children. Stanley, these people are getting rich off of caring. Yes, sir. Yeah. And did you know, Stanley, that if you uh, did an analysis, and Arthur Brooks did do an analysis, the title of his book is Who Cares? Uh, it's yeah. actually a fact. Are you familiar with that book? No, sir, I'm not. Well, Arthur C. Brooks wrote this book, and we're going to have to schedule an interview with him. But he wrote yes, this book that more charity dollars are given, more blood is donated, more time is donated by Republicans and conservatives and Christians than it is by Democrats. That, that, that's a fact. Now, they want to pretend to care because they want to take the money from a person like me and you who work for a living. They want to take our money, and then they want to do charity work with our money while they take 20% off the top and stick it in their pockets. And the, and the public sees the 80% that they spread around. The public doesn't see the 20% that they stick in their pockets. So they don't really care. They're just greedy. And, the, and, and, and Trump has promised to drain that swamp. And so the people that work in the poverty industry, they're afraid Trump is going to dry up all the poor people and make them self-sufficient. So if you don't have poor people... How can a poverty pimp pay his mortgage, Stanley? Right. This is why they hate Donald Trump. This well, is this was the 
think. Let me ask you this, Brother Craig, if you've got a minute. I do. When, when, the, when well, the thing that got him so angry was, you know, and I don't know if there's any validity to it. I've heard a lot of talk about it, but mm-hmm. I, I can't. And, and you got to make it's, it quick, uh, Stan. Okay, we, right, we got, okay, here's we where got I go. 30 uh, seconds. Okay. He said that Donald Trump uh, didn't want to rent to black people in, in Queens, and, and, and he was very adamant about it. I don't know. I don't know if he was like that. But, it's a lie. You know. To Donald Trump, let me say this. I, I have to answer that. To Donald Trump, the color of money is green. It's not black or white. Donald Trump's um, golf course in Florida that was built back in the 70s was the very first golf course to admit uh, or first uh, private club to admit blacks, women, and Jews because it was common. These were like all-male white Anglo-Saxon male wasp, white Anglo-Saxon. That's what they were. And so uh, Donald Trump was the very first to do that. The man is all about rendering service in exchange for a dollar, which is fair, you, which is just. And God Thank bless you. you. Are you a father, Stanley? No, sir, I'm not. I never did. I never was. No, sir. Uh, well, Thank you, Stanley, you've called here before. You make a lot of sense. And if I were a betting man, I would bet that there's a young person out there somewhere that sees you as a father figure. I, and I know from myself, I have so many father figures as I open the program up with my cup yeah. runneth over in that. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to wish you happy Father's Day anyway, thank Stanley. You. Thank you, sir. God bless, God bless you. God bless you. Thank yes, you. Thank you. And you keep going to that Bible study now. Yes, sir. All thank right. You. Don't let don't God let the devil chase you away. No, sir. All thank right. You. God bless you. All right, Virginia, we're going to take our break here. And when we come back, we are going to have – our next guest, and uh, we we got we got this uh, Bible uh, Bible uh, verse uh, B, which is a television program. You're gonna love it, folks. A man and his microphone, brother Craig. <laughs> Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. 
your head up to the sky Lovers, they may cause you tears Go ahead, release your fears Stand up and be counted Don't be ashamed to cry You gotta be, you gotta be bad You gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser You gotta be hard, you gotta be tough You gotta be stronger Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, folks, we have a really real deal uh, television producer. You know, I love having all the Christian uh, filmmakers come on. And, well, we have Emil E.Z. Zwayne. And that, a name like E.Z. sounds just like what Desiree was just saying. You got to be not only be bad and bold, but you got to be cool. Okay. That sounds like a, a pretty cool name. And I'm uh, and E.Z., I'm looking at your picture here, and you look like a pretty cool guy, man. And uh, wanna... I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Brother Craig, plastic surgery doesn't oh. Oh no! Nah, you just being <laughs> you. You look too much too young to have had that. But uh, but look, this is this is great stuff, man. I mean, you are one of the co-hosts and uh, the junior and primary episodes this National Bible Bee Game Show. Uh, you're president of Living Waters Publications, and uh, you you uh, studied uh, at the uh, Biola. University School of Theology, ordained in 1995. Uh, six years, you've been full-time pastor uh, and vice president of your church, and you executive produced the movies 180 and Evolution versus God, and uh, and The Way of the Master television program featuring Ray Comfort. Ray Comfort's one of my favorite guys, man. I've interviewed him three or four times here on the program. And um, well, brother Craig, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Ray Comfort's actually my father-in-law. Oh, and wow! He, yeah, he he. Here's cool. the amazing thing: he he's of Jewish descent, and I'm of Arab descent. So together, we're the solution to the Middle East oh. crisis. <laughs> Amen <laughs> to that, brother. <laughs> yeah, I did not Jesus know that. In unity. Oh yeah. gosh, cool, cool. <laughs> now you have. Uh, it says here you had a radical conversion to Christ in 1991. Man, I can't wait to hear about that. Mm, yeah, I really did. You know, um, I'm from Lebanon, as I mentioned a little bit ago, and mm-hmm. uh, we immigrated here to the U.S. back in 1980. And before that, you know, I say I was born in Lebanon, but uh, that almost didn't happen. Back in that time, abortion on demand was illegal oh, in the country. So gosh, unlike yes. here, well, you know, where a woman could walk off the street on a whim and have an abortion in a clinic, uh, back then you couldn't do that. But if you got special clearance from your primary physician, you were typically permitted to do that. So mm-hmm. my mother had done that twice before I was born, and when she was pregnant with me, she made a third attempt. But she recounted to me that as she sat in the doctor's office that day, literally waiting to end my life, the doctor just looked over at her and said, I'm not going to let you do this one. And so oh, the Lord snatched uh, me up back then, and uh, we immigrated to the U.S. in 1980. And You know, Lebanon was a war-torn country back then. Uh, there was a civil war that broke out in 75, and mm-hmm. so I kind of grew up in that environment, uh, hearing all the hate talk about the enemy and how you're supposed to kill them and this and that. And so yeah. even as a youngster, I kind of had this chip on my shoulder and had this sort of uh, kind of rebel mentality. And so when we came here, I just, you know, started getting into trouble right from the get-go. And so I hit high school, things really went down the drain. And uh, before I had turned 16, I had already been kicked out of two high schools, 
I had become a gang member with the Crips, had attempted to commit suicide in front of my own family. But uh, on a divine August evening in 1991, God reached down his hand in the time and space, grabbed a hold of the heart of this wretched sinner, opened my eyes to the truth of the gospel, and radically transformed my life. And here I am today talking to Brother Craig. Amen, brother. That's a beautiful testimony. <laughs> God bless you. Yeah, that, that's it in a <laughs> nutshell. Now, you know, years ago, I summed it up in this little verse. I once was but a lump of coal upon a heap of mire, yet Jesus Christ redeemed my soul and saved me from the fire. Amen. Yeah. The fi- mm. And look, fire loves coal. <laughs> right. <laughs> no doubt yeah. about that. But this is, you know, you're doing great things. And, you know, this you what you're doing is what I've been talking about for years. We we as Christians and, um, you know, we as conservatives and, and, and constitutionalists, people that believe in this country, people that believe in the uh, the Western uh, Judeo-Christian ethic, we mm. we complain about how Satan walks into our house and just takes over. Okay, uh, oh, all right. we Satan has you know can't pray in school. Satan has taken over the school. Satan has taken over mm. Hollywood. And here you are, right. you're making movies, you're making TV shows. Now you guys have the National Bible B Game Show, mm. which is uh, what? How many years has this been going on? I'm just hearing about it. Yeah, well, it started in uh, 2009, and I'll tell you, I, I've i been a part of it now for a few years, and before I was a part of it, I was a spectator. Someone had invited me to uh, the National Bible Bee Nationals, which is where kind of everything culminates, and you have contestants from all over the country come together, the top 360, and then they compete. And they're competing, believe it or not, Brother Craig, uh, depending on the division, you have primary, junior, senior. They're, they're competing for twenty-five, fifty, and $100,000, which is hard to grasp. Some right? serious a, money, a man. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, more than that, these, these guys are getting the Word of God in their heart. And, you know, Scripture says, how can a young man keep his way pure by keeping it according to your Word? You know, your mm-hmm. Word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's and so right. I remember sitting there in my seat, listening to these young people recite passage after passage after passage of Scripture. Some of them are memorizing, get this, up to 800 Bible verses over the course of about three months. Wow. And... So as I was sitting there, you know, I remember the first time going, my jaw was just hitting the ground. And, and I sat there and I thought, you know, we have seen so much degradation in our nation. You talk about it all the time on your program. We see where things are heading. Mm-hmm. But as I sat there and I listened to these young people recite God's Word, and not just that, but glow with joy. And you can sense it's not just memorizing by rote. They're getting it into their heart. They're meditating on it. They're determining to be doers of it. I just thought, Lord, there is hope for our nation, because if these young people are the future, there is hope. And so it's an amazing, amazing ministry, and I'm just so honored to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only. That's right. Wow. Yeah. uh, Now, this. uh, how long has this been on television? Well, we we just aired our first season on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually it's actually aired through Facebook Live, and it's the it's kind of the the largest, most viewed television show type series that's ever aired on Facebook Live. Uh, we've had millions of viewers already, 
and it was this first season that's been released. And basically, you have the National Bible Bee Competition. Mm -hmm. It happens on a local level where you have young people of all different age groups, like I said, the primary, junior, senior, and they memorize Scripture. They get God's Word in their hearts. It's not just mm-hmm. Scripture memory, Brother Craig, but it's also learning how to study the Bible. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're given this uh, discovery journal. They learn how to study and understand Scripture. This year, uh, this coming year, our theme is going to be created. So they're going to be studying Genesis chapter 1 through 3, learning about creation, learning about God's divine order and so forth. And so they learn how to study Scripture, they learn how to memorize Scripture, and then they learn how to appropriate Scripture in their lives. And then from there, uh, you know, they, they get together at different times and they recite Scripture, but then mm-hmm. there are the nationals where the top 360 can take a test online and then they qualify, and then from nationals will select participants to be a part of the National Bible Bee Game Show. So we have the, mm-hmm. the National Bible Bee, which is a competition, and then we have the Game Show, uh, which is connected to it, but also separate. Yeah. And uh, and they also compete for the twenty five, fifty, hundred thousand dollars and secondary prizes and and so forth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I see here a total of two hundred seventy thousand in total. Yeah. That's absolutely. That's some, that's some serious money there. And uh, and you know, with uh, Father's Day being tomorrow, I have a list of uh, seventy one Bible verses about fathers. I've been sharing mm. some of them in the earlier part of the program today. And uh, uh, wow, if we had some of those kids, I would not have had to download it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'll tell you, brother Craig, it's humbling. You know, I've been a Christian for twenty five years, a pastor, a, you know, a student of God's Word, and it's humbling to sit there and listen to these young people. I've memorized a lot of Scripture, but the, the speed at which they've memorized it mm-hmm. and their instant recall, they're standing up there on, the, on a stage, and they're given at random references out of, again, sometimes 800 verses they've memorized, and they've got to recite it on the spot. And wow. it gets to a point where we have to go to the written exam in order to determine a winner because they don't mess up. I mean, it gets <laughs> to a point where they're just going and going. Yeah. It's like, we could be here forever, you know? Wow. And, it's, and it's, it's been a blessing because we've seen young people uh, come to Christ by being participants. Mm-hmm. They, they grew up in a Christian home and, you know, kind of went along with the motions, but then mm-hmm. through studying the Word, getting God's Word before them, it's opened their eyes and brought them to Christ, and others have had their walks with God yeah. ignited, and That's it's just great. such a joy. That's great. Yeah, now, so now would, I want to encourage families listening out there to get your kids involved. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be wonderful. Yeah, now let me ask you, do you have maybe five more minutes on the other side of the break? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Great, great. I appreciate that. Well, folks, we're going to take a break here. We have E.Z. Zwayne with us, uh, and he is one of the hosts of the National Bible Bee Game Show. We're going to take our bottom of the hour break. We will be right back. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal, our final 30 minutes of today's program. Uh, We have uh, continuing with us uh, 
Emil E.Z. Zwayne, a cool guy if ever I've seen one or talked to one. And, uh, <laughs> you know, got to be bad. And, uh, and you know, look, and what I was saying earlier, and thank you again for uh, for all you do and, and for sharing with our audience here. Uh, you, you, Absolutely. Yeah, you guys right. are the really real deal. And, uh, you know, I was saying earlier, we complain about, you know, the schools have been taken over and we complain about Hollywood and, how, you know, right. you used to have, be able to have, um, you know, movies that were, had a moral to them and TV shows that had a moral, um, to mm. them. And it's, it's, and, and in, in recent years, it's been harder and harder, but I'm seeing, you know, in the last 10 years, a literal explosion of Christian mm. film. And yeah, so it, it can, and you're proving that it can be done. You know, and yeah. uh, you give me hope that maybe one of my screenplays will get made into a movie one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we we definitely aim to inspire uh, because when God's people understand that the culture is uh, a culture that can be impacted by God's people because God is the creator of art. He's the creator of music. Mm. He's the one who's given men and women gifts, and sometimes we sort of give up that ground as if though the world yes. owns it. And, and it's holy ground. So, by, absolutely. Yeah, by the, you know, by the word, people come to God by the word of God. And so right. the word is not just what's written, but it's what's written on our hearts and how we articulate that word. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the, uh, yeah. one of the Bible verses for father's day, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but it, it talked about the, um, having a, 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 a trinket on your hand to remind you that it's your hand and your forehead. Okay. And that's mm, thoughts and actions. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's right. not, you know, it's, it's not something written on your hand. It's thoughts and actions. And you guys, you're, you're doing that. And uh, now what are these mm. movies? Uh, 180. Uh, what was 180 about? And uh, I can figure out evolution versus God, but was that a movie right. or a documentary? Yeah, well, uh, we've done a number of different movies, and we touch on a lot of the kind of current cultural issues and social issues that are going on. So 180 is actually a movie that deals with the abortion issue. Mm -hmm. As I shared earlier, I have a personal testimony of being saved from abortion. Amen. But there's a Holocaust that's going on in America. Millions and millions and millions of precious babies made in the image of God are being slaughtered. And we wanted to speak up, and so... A number of years ago, we produced this movie, 180. By God's grace, it's got over 5.3 million views on YouTube. We've sold and distributed over 1.2 million DVDs. And to this day, we still get people who write into our ministry and send in pictures of babies that have been saved because oh, of the movie. Wow. You, could send, yeah, my, you so, could send my picture because I, you know, I escaped that, that fate by God's grace. And, oh, uh, praise the Lord. And, and, you know, I, my mother, I love her like I love my next breath, I'm telling you. Mm. And, yeah. Uh, Amen. Yeah. 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 And so it's been, it's, a, it's been a joy to, to see God using that. People can watch the movie at 180movie.com, and mm -hmm. we have several other movies uh, as well. We've got, like you said, Evolution versus God. We've got one called The Atheist Delusion. Uh, we've got one called Audacity that deals with the homosexuality issue with love and tact, but with truth. And so our ministry that is so Waters needed. Is, it's so people yeah. people are so afraid of that subject. They're so afraid to offend someone. 
That's right. That's yeah. right. And and we we sometimes think that the loving thing to do is to say nothing, but the Bible talks about speaking the truth in love. If we truly love people, yes. and the subtitle of the movie Audacity is "Love Can't Stay Silent." Mm-hmm. If we love, we're going to speak the truth. We're going to do it with gentleness, with yeah. humility, with love. But it's the truth nonetheless. And yeah, Watchmen on the Wall. Yeah, Watchmen right. on the Wall. Keep not silent. Now, I'm not auditioning for your Bible, you know, uh, program. By the way, when <laughs> You're I quote, flowing when with I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, anyway, listen. It's just been it's been great having you on, and uh, thank I'm, you. I'm it's gonna be joy. yeah, I'm gonna be looking uh, for more from you guys, and yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And and I just want to encourage people to check out uh, ChristianCinema.tv to watch the National Bible Bee Game Show, and then go mm-hmm. to BibleBee.org as well to find out more about the Bible Bee competition. Uh, yeah. We want to see young people get involved. And, and our ministry at Living Waters, as you mentioned earlier, also inspires and equips people to fulfill the Great Commission. And so we want to equip Christians to preach the gospel, so you could find us at livingwaters.com mm-hmm. as well. All right. And uh, now, before you go, share uh, the name of your production arm is, uh, what, Christian Cinema? Yeah, ChristianCinema.com or .tv is the organization that puts together the Bible Bee. That's separate from my ministry around President Living mm-hmm. Waters. So ChristianCinema.com uh, is the organization that puts that on, and BibleBee.org, mm-hmm. too, is, is also you, connected with do that. Do you have a studio, or do you have a uh, preferred studio that you work with? And is that studio uh, Christian-owned and operated? Well, ChristianCinema.com, they're, they're putting the Bible Bee show together with Enthuse uh, Productions, and so they're the ones doing the National Bible Beat game show, and they do a whole lot of other different things. And mm-hmm. so uh, I, I'm just so blessed to be a part of a team that is so dedicated to God's Word and to building up the next generation. Great, great. Oh, okay. Well, we appreciate it, and you have a very blessed Father's Day tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, Brother Craig. God bless you, and continue to represent Christ and uh, honor the Lord. Amen. In my in my own humble way, I'm seeking to do that, and I pray that all goes well with you. And we we pray also that the next time you make a movie, we hear about it, and we get to have you back to talk about your next movie. Absolutely, I'd love that. Let's do it. All right. Be blessed. Thank you. God bless. All right. Well, all right, Virginia, we are going to open up the phone lines again. That was absolutely fantastic. We want to thank uh, EZ. That's a a cool name there. Uh, EZ Zwayne. And uh, and I also, I have to thank the the ever uh, lovely Mrs. Hatchet. Uh, I'm telling you, my sweet wife gets me the very best in guests. And uh, as always, both these guests that she lined up for me today were a real hit. And uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, interviewing these two guests. And uh, and I pray you out there in the listening audience have enjoyed them as well. Uh, we do have uh, about 20 minutes left in today's program. The number is 804 454 1366. 804 454-1366. And, you know, in during the news break, I have to kind of comment on this a little bit, okay? It's, it's Father's Day, and, you know, there once was a time when uh, Bill Cosby was considered America's dad. 
And it's just, it's so sad. Uh, and you all, you, you, if you, if you've been on here, uh, for the last 10 or 15 minutes, you heard at the bottom of the hour news break about the, uh, the trial, uh, that, uh, Bill Cosby is going through. It was a hung jury and they're going to have an, another trial. And, you know, I need to comment on this a little bit, and I'd be, I would welcome uh, your comments if you want to comment on this or anything else having to do with uh, Father's Day or or the uh, the politics of the day, 804-454-1366 is the number. But this is a, uh, a, a situation where uh, Bill Cosby was, it you know, as, as human beings do, uh, every last one of us, uh, are prone to sin and, and Bill Cosby being a very prominent person, uh, the sin that he fell into, you know, unlike the sin of an anonymous person, it, it gets to be page one news. Okay. And so this was, uh, a, a, a sexual sin, a case of, uh, things, three things that seem to kind of go together at times, uh, throughout, particularly back in the 70s uh, when these things were alleged to have occurred, drugs, sex, and rock and roll. They, they, they just kind of go together. And so you have a situation where, you know, I don't know anything about quaaludes other than what I've heard about them. I've never, you know, I've never met anyone that told me that they've used quaaludes and what it was like, I just know that it was uh, one of the in 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 the seventies when uh, there was a raging drug epidemic. Quaaludes was one of the names of all the various drugs that you you heard about. Okay, and uh, now I did not know that it was um, like a drug that you would have when 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 having sex, but apparently that was the case, and so. We we have uh we have a classic he say she say he say well you know this was consensual and we were we were taking drugs and you know I I guess maybe like maybe we were drinking or we were using uh marijuana or whatever and you 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 you're doing things outside of your marriage and so on on one level there is a you know. There is a comeuppance. There's a recompense. There is a uh, there is a uh, a result of what you willingly did. Okay, but on on another level now, you again we and again I'm not auditioning for the for the, for for my brother's <laughs> a Bible B program, but uh, last time I checked, David was called a man after God's own heart. Okay, and David's sin was not only, not only was it sex outside of his marriage, okay? It went to the point of murdering the woman's husband, sending him to the front lines and withdrawing the support so that he would be killed and so that David could have his wife. And the thing that made David a man after God's own heart was not the sin. The thing that made David a man after God's own heart was the repentance and the depth 
and the sincerity of that repentance. That is what made David a man after God's own heart. Now, we cannot know the state of grace of Bill Cosby. We cannot know that. I don't know if he's repentant. One would assume he has, and we can have various opinions over the validity of, uh, you know, what sometimes what people call an 11th hour repentance, meaning you repent after you got caught. But, I mean, that, that, that happens in life, okay? But I, there's one thing I, I will share with you what I do know, okay? None of us knows his state of grace, but this much we do know. In the media, there is an unequal outrage over sins, particularly moral failings like sexual sins. The, the, the difference is that if you stand up and articulate a vision of uh, wholesomeness, then you are really, really at risk of the wrath of Satan because that's not an ideology that they want out there. They want people to feel like if it feels good, do it. And they don't want to have the wise instruction that Bill Cosby gave, irrespective of his personal past. I can remember it's been a probably a decade or so ago. Yeah, it's been about that long, about 10 or 12 years ago. Uh, it made a lot of headlines when Bill Cosby uh, declared publicly that these uh, people that live in these uh, ghettos, and he, I think he was primarily directing his commentary at uh, black men, young black men, who walk around with their pants hanging down, and they are a baby daddy. They're not a father. They don't marry these women. They make babies all over the place. And there's all these babies being made without the benefit of marriage. And he just made the simple observation that in America, if you don't have babies prior to marriage, and if you just basically get a high school education, and if you comport yourself well, you can be successful. And the firestorm that came at this man from the neoliberal left the firestorm, it was intense, okay? It was intense. And if you contrast the treatment of Bill Cosby with the treatment of many, many, many uh, celebrities who have done very similar things, okay? Bill Clinton comes to mind. And you take Bill Clinton as president, Bill Cosby as an entertainer, all right? And you just compare the, the two the weight of the two, the gravity of it, all right? And I think you have a case of, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly how many accusers there are of Bill Cosby, but I don't think that I've heard that it is in the double figures. Whereas with Bill Clinton, it's dozens of women, okay? And in one case, he was actually accused of raping Juanita Broderick. And yet and still, Bill Clinton, by the same leftist people, Bill Clinton is a hero, okay? He's a, he's a hero. And one of his best friends uh, did go to prison for um, 
having uh he has what they call Lolita Island. He has his own little he's a billionaire, has his own little private island with these underage uh girls. And Bill Clinton has visited that island many times. Okay. And then we can go on and on and talk about all the stars. Uh, I forget the name of this uh movie producer that uh he moved to Europe to escape prosecution for what he has done to young underage girls. And again, this guy is lionized and there's, there's not this outrage uh, against them. And I, I think the whole thing is ugly. It's horrible. And I'm not defending anything. Uh, Mr. Cosby uh, may have done with these girls that was untoward. Uh, I'm, I'm really not. But when you look at, you know, if we are going to represent uh, righteousness and encourage righteousness, uh, not only in trying to uh, live a righteous life ourselves, but as this being Father's Day, we want to set that example for our children. And those of us who are watchmen on the wall, who are uh, sort of uh, father figures, if you will, uh, publicly, we want to articulate that type of vision for young people who maybe they don't have their own personal father the way I did not have my own personal father. And so, therefore, I had to go out and find me a father, okay? And God blessed me to find quite a few. Well, I'm not the only one in that boat. There's many of them out there. But I just think it's a shame that this, this man was such a man who was known as America's father. And the hell that these people are putting this man through, uh, you know, 20 years after the fact. And, and again, if it's, it's one thing if it's going to be equal and across the board, which would indicate that they're doing it because of a belief in what they're doing. Now, I, don't, I would not have a problem with that if it's equal across the board, regardless to who or to whomever, because God is not a respecter of persons. Therefore, we should not be a respecter of persons. But obviously, obviously, these people are respecters of persons, and it is not because they believe in the... Um, the, 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 the doing of righteousness, but it is payback because this man had the nerve to say to the people that live on the Democrat plantation, you can get up off that plantation if you just simply pull your pants up, comport yourself with dignity, and get married before you have babies. And, uh, and that's all I have to say on this subject. We're going to welcome John to the program. John, what's on your mind? Brother Craig, this is a case for Christ, John. How are you? I am very well, John. How are you, sir? Thank you. Thank you. I'm well. I I, I just enjoy you every week, and I don't call uh, a couple times. I've tried it. You've had great speakers on. I didn't. You know, I just uh, listened to them, and but well, I just wanted you to know that I appreciate all you're doing. And uh, God I'm, bless I'm really you. Sorry. Yes, sir. I'm sorry we both were working hard for. Uh, I, I struck out on. Uh, Tuesday. Yeah, I did but, too. Uh, did you did you get the article I wrote? Yeah, yeah. Good, good. And I, and, I, and I tell you what, I, I we've got uh, we've got our hands full. Yeah. Come, uh, 
but I, I, uh, that that uh, Southern Northern is is just bad news up there in North in Northern Virginia. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We have I our mean, work gonna, cut out for us. After we lick our wounds a little bit, hopefully we'll. Uh, kind of coalesce behind Ed, and I know I've beat up on Ed for uh, months now, but uh, he's our horse, and we got to ride him. Yeah, well, maybe we can maybe we can have some influence with him is what I'm hoping. So. I'm, that, yes, that, you know, and I think even Corey would come around and help him if he would listen to one half of the Virginia electorate, and that's that's the key. The, the ball truly is in Ed Gillespie's court. And he's gonna, I agree. 100%. He's going to have to listen. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I do, I do also like uh, Ernesto Samson. Uh, I don't know if you got to know him much, but uh, yeah, I've met him a few a, times. He's a real uh, good Christian man, and yeah, uh, yeah. So hopefully, uh, he won't, uh, you know, he won't stop uh, trying to. Uh, yeah, he'll uh, find something else. But yeah, Whitlock has been Eddie has been just a great guy as well, and uh, he's kind of paid his dues. Yeah, so yeah, I, I was yeah. happy to see uh, Eddie get it. Yeah. yeah. All right, buddy. Well, listen, good talking to you. And uh, Yeah, same here, Friday same here. I, I hope you make it to Bible study one morning. I know it's I'm early. Do it. <laughs> hey, I fell out of a tree, I fell out of a tree uh, two and a half weeks ago, so I've been licking my wounds. Uh, oh, okay. That's my first day out from falling off out of a tree. I was up there with my granddaughter, challenged me. She said, Pop, can you get up in the tree? I said, sure. I didn't know coming back down the branch was going to break. And I oh, fall, so. wow, yeah. And it is, is it, yeah. it isn't the fall that hurts you. It's when the fall stops. Yeah. <laughs> well, God bless you, yeah, and right I, I pray a speedy recovery for you, John. Thank you, buddy. Take oh, okay, care. you too now. Thank you for calling. Say hi to your lovely bride. I will do it. Take oh, care. Okay now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and now we want to welcome Mary from Williamsburg. Mary, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much. Oh. Um, I, I wanted to talk about Corey Stewart for a minute. Sure. For, for one, I'm so proud of him. Me, I, me too. I'm proud to call him a friend. He's, he's a great guy. But I want to tell you, don't count him out yet, because he's thinking about running for senator against Tim Kaine in 2018. I I hope so. As a matter of fact, I've already had that conversation with him, and so I'm 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 hoping so. I'm hoping so. There's a there is a role, and uh, you know, I wrote an article a few days before the election, and a part of what I wrote was about the generational dynamics at play here. That how uh, they they beat down Ken Cuccinelli, a Gen Xer. And now Corey, who's 48 years old, is a Gen Xer also. And so the old guys keep smacking down the, the young guys. And uh, now we got one minute left in the program, Mary, but I'm going to give you that last minute. Go, go, ahead and, 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 and go ahead and run with it. Okay, because, yeah, the second thing I wanted to tell you, Craig, is that there's a national heartbeat bill in the works. It's H.R. 490, and they're looking for people to call their congressmen to co-sponsor the bill, and I do have a website for you this time. Oh, okay. Well, look, do, do this. Let me uh, let me get it from you. Hold on, I'll get it, and next week we'll talk about it more in depth. Fantastic. Okay. okay. All right, so just hold tight because we're right at the end of the program. And, okay. and God bless you, Mary. You're a regular caller, regular listener. I appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. God bless you now. And to all the fathers out there, God bless you all. And particularly, particularly you men who are coaches 
pastors, elders in your church who stand in the gap for the young men and women who do not have their own father. I was once such a man. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of elders out here. I called out a few at the beginning of the program, but there's a lot more elders that I keep my eye on. I want all you elders to know, particularly if you know me and I know you personally, I'm watching you. <laughs> and thank you for being there. God bless you, Virginia. We're going to see you here next week. Same hatchet time. Same hatchet station. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. There ain't no doubt I